Welcome to the PR Moment Podcast. Produced in association with the Marketeers Network. This week on the PM Moment Podcast, we're talking to Alex Warren about his book, Spin Machines, which asks the question, can PR be replaced by AI? As well as writing his book, Alex is a senior account director at Wildfire PR. And Alex and I are going to be talking about um, a range of things, but including can an algorithm devise a PR strategy? Can a robot brainstorm a creative campaign? And can artificial intelligence write persuasively, spin stories, or even pitch to journalists? In essence, can, dear reader, a machine replace you? These are the questions that Alex poses in his book, uh, Spin Machines, which is in essence an investigation into the changing nature of PR, the future of agency life, and the role that machines will play in an industry built on human relationships. Before we start, um, we've just up coming up. We've got our a couple of webinars. Um, we've got one on PR and TikTok, and the another one coming up the week after that on the correlation or causation, the link between corporate reputation and business performance. So do check out the homepage of prm.com um, where you can find the link for the free tickets to both of those. Also, thanks so much as ever to the PR Moment podcast sponsors, the PRCA. Alex, welcome to the show. Hi Ben, good to be here. So go on, just talk us through um, what this book's all about. Yeah, sure. Um, so the, the full title is Spin Machines, Robots, Revolutions and the Future of the PR Agency. Um, and it's it's really about how well prepared agencies are for the future. Uh, and I, I use the word robots in the title um frankly as a, a slightly sort of lazy metaphor and because it was good alliteration with revolutions um but it's it's really a book about artificial intelligence uh so yeah reviewing all the other industries that have been disrupted by ai uh starting with the sort of obvious the factories warehouses through to transport and the sciences and then really into the the creative industries and then looking at what that means for PR agencies. If we were to apply those same ideas, the things that have happened elsewhere, um, to things like yeah, writing, measurement, media relations, and even creativity itself. Uh, yeah, that's that's really the, the book in a nutshell. Right. And I mean, I guess the one we all kind of think, the one that's closest to PR in terms of the, the development of of, of automated tools and AI is marketing automation, isn't it? So is that is that kind of the the industry you've lent on the most to try and understand, I suppose, both what might change and the timelines of what might change in, in public relations um, as, as AI tools become um, better, I guess? Yeah, so I think uh, marketing automation is a, it's an interesting one because I think they got, a lot wrong in the early days. Um, I, I don't actually, I don't love the word automation just because it conjures up ideas of repetition. Um, and I think that's kind of what those early marketing automation platforms did. There was a lot of, uh, yeah, mass sending out of social posts that were all the same and yeah, spamming people with emails, um, which I, I has got a lot better now. There's a lot of platforms. And again, this is partially related to 
to the advent of AI. Um, so yeah, there are there are some lessons to be learned from that, and I have called upon marketing automation a fair bit throughout the book to to look at what worked with that, what didn't. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, that's a good point. You're 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 really thinking more about AI as an artificial intelligence. So therefore, that the, the clues in the name, isn't it? You're 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 not thinking about how tools can can automate the legwork of public relations what you're to a degree anyway focusing on the in the book is the um the extent to which ai tools can replace human brains yeah yeah i mean to a large extent i think the the benefit of machine learning and of ai is its ability to add new ideas and new ways of thinking and new ways of doing things um and i think that will impact some elements of the legwork i mean we're already seeing things like writing is being um significantly affected right now uh, there's a lot of experiments with generation of language you know it's being done on quite a basic level at the moment for the benefit of things like seo um but yeah it is very much that level that I talk about in the book rather than necessarily the, you know, I know PR even went through that, that sort of horrible automated phrase, uh, sort of, yeah, period where we had mass press release distribution platforms and everyone was using the wire and all those things. I think this isn't about that. This is much more about those bigger ideas and things like creativity, writing, brainstorming, um, Well, go on, give us a bit more on that. Where where have we got to? What what bits of PR um, are likely to um, be impacted or be able to be done by AI tools, uh, either now or or in the 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 more medium term? Sure. So I think uh, I will say we're, we're in very much the early stages of this. A lot of what the book is about is what has happened to other industries over the last five years and then applying that. At the moment, um, yeah, we're obviously seeing a lot of AI being implemented in measurement and in reporting. Um, you know, the quality of all of that stuff is getting better and the time needed to do it is reducing. Uh, and that's, you know, that's already having a bit of an impact. It's freeing up staff at agencies, particularly junior staff. Uh, and I think this is where, you know, there's an opportunity to really think about how do we use that time elsewhere. That's kind of the the very obvious bit now. But looking ahead, I think there is a, a huge opportunity for AI being used for writing purposes, AI being used for brainstorming, for creativity purposes, not necessarily to completely replace people. Um, And again, that's something that I've tried to kind of toe the line off with the book is it's not it's not meant as a doom and gloom type. The robots are coming and they're going to kill us all and take all of our jobs. But at the same time, it is a call to be cautious and to be interested in this stuff and to not see it as a as a fad. so, yeah, I think there's a lot of different elements which over the next 10 years from media relations, writing, creativity, reporting, measurement, all of those things um, will be very, very feasibly supplemented, if not to a large extent, in some cases, even replaced as a result of of the power of AI. Okay. We won't try and go into the, the depths of each of those because we'd, we'd be here for a long time. But let's just take one for an example. Let, let's take writing. So, so how does 
um, not, not looking at the, the, you know, the in-depth elements of the programming, but how does it, in essence, an AI tool write creatively to produce good content? Yeah, so it, it's a it's a very interesting question. It is something that we could get very, very sort of bogged down in the details of. But I think the, the main thing is it's a similar process to a lot of other creative tasks that AI are now taking on. Um, and the, the big thing to remember with that is that there's often an assumption that in order for a machine to do something as well as a human can, we need to be able to explain the process. Um, you know, we've got to be able to explain every single nuance of it. Um, again, with automation, that did used to be the case a little bit more. It was you had to explain a process to a machine. Now, I think with AI, it's much more um, it can learn and develop and it doesn't rely on a step-by-step -step process uh, to do those sorts of creative tasks, things like writing or even, you know, ideas generation. Um, one of the, the go-to examples that always gets used is Tiger Woods, that the idea that Tiger Woods, uh, you know, he couldn't explain all of the nuanced mental processes that go on when he plays golf or when he gets a hole in one. Um, but that doesn't stop us building a robot arm that can get a hole in one every time. And that's been done and you know was done more than half a decade ago now and i think everything from you know writing creativity it's all a similar thing we don't have to recreate that exact process or even explain that exact process to get the the same end result if that makes sense right but what you're thinking there is when a um instead of human writing a press release um instead we're already uh, it, you can you can you can all I'm using that word automate again. An AI tool will be able to do that. It, it, in essence, is what you're 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 you're, you're suggesting. And 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 yeah. frankly, there's quite a bit of writing AI tools within journalism right now, aren't there? So I suspect I suspect oh, the technology already exists to write a press release by by um a, by an AI tool. Perhaps it hasn't been applied yet, but it's probably out there. Yeah, this is it. So, uh, you know, a lot of journalists are now using AI writing tools. Um, yeah, there's things like Heliograph. A lot, a lot of them are being used more at the moment for business content and financial content and some sports reporting, things that can be a little bit more formulaic. Um, but with the advent of new technologies, things like GPT-3, uh, we're now in a situation where creative writing is extremely possible. Um, and there's been some really good examples of that. So there's a thing called National Novel Generation Month, which is people literally submitting entire novels that have been written by machines. Um, and this is, you know, it's being used in other fields as well. Um, there's a, an AI at the moment that's being used to create plots for films uh which again it saves a lot of time it's not the entire written script but it is the general idea for what would be a creative disney film for example um and then it will look at all the different elements that have made for the biggest blockbusters what ones have done well what is it things that through social media and that giant data set that kids are enjoying um and then you can generate a here's a here's a plot for a film Wow. Um, have you have which, you read yeah. those books or watched the film yet? I don't. That'd be interesting to see whether it works <laughs> or not. But um... uh, sadly, yeah, I I don't think they've quite made it as films yet. Um, <laughs> but this is where I'm it's. To, I'm trying to work out as you as you talk about. I mean, creativity is such an interesting one, isn't it? And if I'm honest, I haven't worked out where I stand on it yet. 
can you automate creativity or, or is that actually an oxymoron? I'm, I'm just trying to, I can't quite got that in my head yet. What, what do you think? Yeah. I, so I, I believe that we can, it is, it does feel like a bit of an oxymoron and that's partially because of the, that phrase automation, you know, it does, it conjures up such images of yeah, okay. repetition and yeah, repeating using things. That. Sorry, but... can, can, can we create a tool, an AI tool to, to be, to, to, to be creative? That's, that's how I should have worded that. Yeah, quite right. Yeah, I, th- I think we can, you know, yeah. um, I think the, uh, as I mentioned about the sort of Tiger Woods example, I don't think it has to work the exact same way as a, a human brain. And I don't even think we need to necessarily solve creativity and be able to write out this is exactly what creativity is um from a a sort of purely pr point of view and this might be quite cynical but i often think as well how much of what we actually do day to day is creative you know it's not writing reporting measurement is sort of truly creative how how many hours logged in a in a timesheet um, would count as true creativity. And there's been some really interesting, there's a really good book on this called uh, The Creativity Code, which looks at a lot of the research done into creativity and um, how much of a, how many ideas really require that level of thought. Um, and there's there's a big distinction made in the science behind that between what they call big C creativity, which is those once in a lifetime ideas that change the world um which obviously you know maybe there are some pr people out there but there's there's going to be some creative directors going yes my ideas do definitely completely change the world and have never been done in any shape or form um but 99% is little c creativity you know it's it's a combinational creativity looking at what's come before look reading things for inspiration you know obviously people read PR moment and famous campaigns and creative moment and all those things um, to help stimulate new ideas. And then they build on them and they add to them and, you know, they, they see what works. And I think that type of creativity is actually what AI is best at building on things and combining them to, to make something new. Right. So has PR underestimated the extent to which they, they might be replaced by automated AI AI tools, do you think? Uh, I, I do. Yeah, it's it's a big thing that I talk about in the book. So a lot of this, it came out of one study, or in fact, there were a couple of studies that were done about 10, 15 years ago, um, that really, they, they ranked jobs in order of their likelihood of being automated. And I think you might even remember this from the time, but everyone got very, very excited in PR because PR was put almost completely bottom of the list it was like 700 jobs and they gave pr a a 0.01 i think percentage chance of being replaced by machines um and yeah i think that gave us all quite a lot of a a sense of security and a slight smugness of it'll be blue collar jobs and it's factory workers being replaced but not us not the the creative people brainstorming creative ideas and writing and all those things Um, but a lot of that did happen before the advancements in machine learning and AI. So I think that has changed the game. I think it is it is less now about repetitive tasks being done by machines. And now it is more creative tasks. You know, AI is writing, it's painting, it's creating the plots for films. Mm-hmm. It's being used in science to come up with new hypotheses. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, mean, I think, I think that, it, it gave us a full sense of security. Right. Because the... A bit of it is that 
what well, I've always, and I think I think my mind has ch changed on this one. The that the need for PR to be aware of and respond to real life events that were unpredictable and 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 all the rest of it um, was a bit of a protection for for, for public relations people for, from AI. But really, what you're saying now with the, the power um, of those AI tools is that actually that's no longer the case. Is that right? Yeah, I think the the real life. Uh, and particularly sort of the events management, that side of things is probably the closest we have to something that is still relatively ring-fenced. Um, but it's interesting to note that we are doing less and less of that, particularly since COVID. Obviously, there is a lot more digital content and things being done purely online, which, again, from an AI point of view, is it's adding to the data set. It's making it easier um, for AI to learn from all of that. But yeah, I think the, the sort of physical nature is one of those things that in terms of that timeline of yeah measurement and reporting right now, very likely writing in future, and then brainstorming and strategy beyond that, the, the real world stuff is kind of a bit more protected and I think will be will be one of the last things to be impacted based on what's happened in other industries. Okay you, you mentioned data and, and data pools there um, what, what, what is the data pool at the sort of foundation at, at, of PR that helps these AI tools predict outcomes and produce this stuff because it's in the end it has to be fed by a, a whole bunch of data doesn't it? Yes. Yeah, that's it. So it, it, it needs to learn from a data set. So it won't necessarily just regurgitate, but it needs something to build on, um, which, yeah, for a, a lot of different industries have been different things. Obviously, everything has become more digitalized. You know, when we have, well, in the example of writing, this is purely hypothetical, but spokesperson meetings now you know calls, they're all on Zoom, a lot more are being recorded. You know, is that content that can be easily converted and be learnt from, um, potentially turned into thought leadership, that's always a possibility. But I think there's also from the, the sort of brainstorming point of view, there is that pool of, it's a small pool, but things like all the old 20 years worth of award entries, you know, case studies, magazines, analysis of campaigns. Um, and then the biggest data set is really just the media and social media. You know, if, if AI can analyse which stories are getting clicks and which are getting shares, it can start to understand what it is that grabs people's attention or keeps them loyal or persuades them, um, which is all really at the heart of what we do a lot of right. the time. So it's not like there's one big pool. It's you're basically, you're, you, you get your, in that sense, your point solution of an AI tool uh, and then build your data pool around whatever it is that you're trying to achieve. That's exactly it. Yeah. So I think we, a lot of industries have had a sort of turning point moment. This, what I refer to in the book as like the catch up effect moment, um, which is where someone has developed a bit of killer tech or a tool which has brought together a whole load of different data sets or um, yeah, has, has sort of tipped over the industry. And often those are industries that had been talking about automation and talking about AI for a very long time um, and had even been kind of experimenting with it for a long time. But then they had that that tipping point. Um, 
and yeah, I think PR is definitely guilty of talking about AI for a long time. Um, it was, it well, was well, the, the world is right. I mean, the, the, everyone, oh, absolutely. But, but what you're sort of saying is that PR's catch up moment is probably a bit closer than any of us think. Yes. Yeah, this is it. Yeah, I think it is. There, there is a, a sort of we've got over the hump a bit with AI now of everyone going, this is going to absolutely change the world or steal all our jobs or all of that. But we risk moving into, well, this is a fad and we don't need to worry too much about it and it's not going to affect us. Um, and I think the reality is it is going to affect us and it is going to affect us within the next 10 years. But yeah, and, and your point, I suppose, is embrace the opportunity rather than worry about the threats, which brings us nicely on to how, how do you think AI is going to change the, the, the PR agency model? Um, I think machines, uh, yeah, I think in reality, when machines can do more of the doing, it'll be the thinking that's sort of most valuable for clients. And obviously, my, my background is agency side, so I think a lot in those terms. Um, uh, AI will also help to bring more things in-house um, and make clients more self-sufficient. Um, but yeah, I think we really want to focus on the the consultancy and kind of those big picture skills as well um, but, but trends like the the increase in size of in-house teams and agencies wanting to increasingly position themselves at the strategic consultancy end of the market i mean that's been going on for 10 years isn't it oh, yeah. independently yeah. of ai actually yeah and that's exactly it you know this is i use that phrase the the ketchup effect of sort of you know hitting on the bottom of a ketchup bottle and nothing coming out and then it all all sort of happening at once i think the reality is that yes this is one of the things ai is very good at is suddenly accelerating trends that are happening anyway um because people want a lot of these things to happen and then ai becomes a, a good way of making it happen very very quickly um once the tech is right right so agencies need to agencies and in-house teams need to need to up their tool budgets is what we all reckon <laughs> well as as someone who works with a lot of tech clients um yes that is the message that i'd, <laughs> I'd definitely be told to put across but um yeah no I, but i think there's other things as well you know it's not just about the tools themselves i think it's also i mentioned earlier about junior teams not necessarily getting bogged down in so much reporting and writing and stuff i think there is a need to recruit people with those big picture skills and sort of think from a very early stage in people's career about how they can be the consultants of the future rather than just being an army of doers um so that's that's another thing that i'd really stress is like you want to focus on preparing those junior members of the team and making sure that you're hiring people who are confident and curious and all those good things that make for for good good consultants it's interesting isn't it because as soon as you and i know you keep wanting to avoid the phrase automation but let me let me just roll I, with I, it I couldn't for, in the book either. Well, I, I had to use it so many times. But, but AI <laughs> clearly gives the opportunity for to, to industrialize the production of whatever stuff we happen to be talking about, doesn't it? So um that that means there could be a huge amount. If, if there was a barrier to stuff being produced, uh, it's it's possibly um, the cost of employing people to to create it and write it currently, if you see what I mean. But as soon as a, you can automate that, assuming that we, we agree with your hypothesis, we do, um, I don't know whether it's a danger or maybe some people see it as an opportunity, we, we, there is likely to be a vast amount of content, all of which could be pretty similar 
Um, is that not a bit of a problem? Uh, it's a potential risk. I think one of the benefits, and again, this is where AI has got a lot better, is that it is less rinse and repeat now. And again, the set, I think a sad reality of a lot of our industry um, is the fact that there is already a lot of people who are taking existing content and rehashing it and repurposing it and, or, you know, repeating ideas because they worked last time. Um, I'd actually, in a slightly optimistic way, like to hope that AI could improve that, if anything, and be an opportunity to bring in completely new perspectives, completely new ideas built on very different data sets. Um, but yeah, it, this is one of those things that it really comes down to who writes the code um, <laughs> and what they choose to base it on. And this is where we do need, we need some very, very good tools, which I, I honestly believe will happen over the next sort of five to 10 years um, that are designed to not be purely churn stuff out, automation, rinse and repeat what's already out there. Um, but yeah, I, I think that is what AI is actually good at overcoming rather than being to its detriment. Brilliant. Alex Warren, author of the book Spin Machines. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Brilliant. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the PR Moment podcast, produced in association with the Marketeers Network. If you'd enjoyed the show, please do review us on iTunes and give us a decent rating.